What do you think you'll break next year? Uh, I think we projected 3.1 million uh, for 2022. You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka, where I sit down and interview the top SaaS founders, like Eric Wan from Zoom. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. We've published thousands of these interviews, and if you want to sort through them quickly by revenue or churn, CAC, valuation, or other metrics, the easiest way to do that is to go to gitlatka.com and use our filtering tool. It's like a big Excel sheet for all of these podcast interviews. Check it out right now at gitlatka.com. Hey folks, my guest today is Daniel Evans. He's a dynamic entrepreneur and senior executive with a passion for emerging tech systems architecture and user experience. He's got an extensive background aligning technology advances with marketplaces, opportunities, and assembling teams to execute. Today, he's building really.ai, automated short form content creation. Daniel, you ready to take us to the top? Sure. Let's go. All right. So who's buying this? Is it the sports team directly or content aggregators or somebody else? It's kind of a mixture. We a lot of our customers are in the collegiate space, uh, you know, D two, D three, uh, some Division one, uh, and then we have some pro teams that that we work with. Uh, and then we've been recently we've been moving uh, more into the high school space, uh, with name, image, and likeness kind of hitting the college scene. More brands and sponsors are kind of looking at the high school space, and so we're we're moving down there a little bit too. So, like George Mason University is a good example of one of your customers. Help me understand on average what are these companies paying you to use your technology per month. Uh, well, it varies. It's generally a, a SaaS model based on games, right? So the number of games that they want to run for the season. Uh, and then we, we kind of base that around how many hours that, that will run through our system. Mm-hmm. So, so what would you say a sweet spot is for, for those? You know, uh, they pay, yeah, well, no, like George Mason will buy about 300 games, right? Because we'll cover baseball, football, basketball. We cover all of the major sports. So they'll, they'll do that and, and they'll pay somewhere between you know, 40, 50 bucks a game. Okay, interesting. Uh, th- that's that's for the annual contract. Correct. Got it. So you're looking at like twelve thousand dollar annual contracts is your sweet spot, sort of. Somewhere in there, right? It, it depends. Smaller schools may may buy sixty games versus three hundred, right? So just it varies. From is three hundred your highest? Is that your biggest customer? Three hundred games? No, we have we have some that'll run uh, twenty two hundred games, and those are uh, like private websites and uh, people that are trying to post up. Uh, you know, more social engagement websites, uh, whether it's a, a sports site or if it's a news site that wants sports content. And so that 2200 customer that's that's paying for all those games, is it still 40 bucks a game, about 80,000 bucks a year? No, it'll it'll come down in scale. It just depends on, on the number of games. Yeah, fair. Okay, yeah. take me back here. When did you write the first line of code for this? So I was not one of the original founders of this. I actually came in because a, a friend of mine, uh, you know, they were kind of struggling a bit uh, after a couple of years of development. And uh, he asked me to kind of come in and stabilize things and, and set things up for the future. But the original intent was uh, the founders were, were big fantasy players. There was three of them. And uh, one of the founders really wanted to be able to get the Alvin Kamara touchdown in his in his feed, like as soon as he got it so that he could essentially send it out to his friends and, and rub it in. Uh, and that was kind of how it was born. Uh, they started to kind of cut games themselves manually uh, and then said, you know, this is crazy. Uh, so they went digging into the academic sphere and found somebody that had written a book on using machine vision and machine learning to do this and hired him, bought his work, and the rest is history. What's the hard part there? Is, you know, it's, I'm, I'm a Washington football fan. Is it, is, you know, when I see a, a touchdown pass, I can, like, I can like find an illegal stream of that online and cut it up in iMovie myself. Isn't the hard part actually getting access to the content, not cutting the 60 second clip? 
Well, it's, you know, you can't scale that, right? Like you can have individuals like that, but, you know, our system will, will pump it out in about three seconds and then it'll, it'll add any branding. But how do you get rights to the content? Say again? How do you get the rights to the content? Uh, generally, the, our customers have those rights. You got it. So you, as I say, people can't use your your real tool unless you are have that person as a customer. So like an NFL team, like my team, if you don't have them, I can't get clips of the Washington football team. Correct. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Interesting. Who are you competing with? Because I see the football team put like every NFL team does this when touchdowns happen in real time, they put them out. Who do you compete with? Uh, so that's a company called WSC. Uh, it's an Israeli company. They work uh, at kind of the high end of sports. Uh, they're driven mostly by data feeds and AI, right? So they're getting the, like the sport radar or stats inc uh, feeds. And then they're, they're pairing that up with some AI to cut that stuff. Oh, do you have any idea on how, how big you think they are revenue wise? Are they public? Uh, they, I think they've raised their valuation, I think is somewhere in the $200 million range. So they're, they're fairly sizable. Uh, I'm not sure what their revenues are. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. So what year did you join the company? Uh, I joined in 2019 and uh, took over as CEO in 2020. And when did the, uh, you know, the co-founders originally launch it? Uh, 2016, 2017. Yeah. 2017. Okay. Give me a little bit of the funding history. It sounds like there were investors who were unhappy. That's why you came in. So what was the funding history before you joined? I wouldn't say that. I think there was just a little bit of difference in, in vision, but uh, we've raised uh, 1.8 to date uh, and we're in the middle of, of raising a, a round right now that'll, that'll value the company around 12 to 13 million. When was the 1.8 raised? Uh, we closed that in 2020, early 2020. 2020. Okay. So, so no, there was no money raised then before you joined? Uh, a little bit of friends and family. Okay. Got it. But you would consider the 1.8 that you raised your pre-seed? Correct. Yep. I see. Okay, got it. So friends and family before that 1.8 pre-seed, what valuation did you raise at that on? Uh, four million. Four. Was that fair at the time, you think? Yeah, I think so. Interesting. What, why is that? I mean, I'm, this isn't a right or wrong answer. I'm just curious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's solid tech, right? They, they spent two years on the tech. The AI is pretty robust. And being able to do this in real time is, is very, very difficult because you've got to balance the machine vision, uh, machine learning components with speed, right? Because you only have so many resources on a, on a machine. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think that is the hard part. And they spent a good two years dealing with different elevations of cameras and different viewports and different angles, right? So being able to accommodate all of that in, into machine vision algorithms is, is a lot of heavy lifting. Uh, and I think that is, is done now. And so now we're getting very nuanced into you know, snaps and runs versus pass and, and things like that. So we're getting into some really interesting stuff now. And so you're raising today, how much are you targeting? Uh, we're raising three and a half million right now. Three and a half million on a 12 pre? Mm -hmm. Think you'll get it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, who, are you looking for strategic to lead or are you going to go traditional VC route? Uh, we have some strategics that are already uh, in. Uh, so we'll, you know, mostly now we're just kind of filling it around with, uh, with interested parties, angels and stuff like that. Yeah, interesting. Okay, um, so you join again, you, you come in the business 2019, CEO 2020, um, you, early customers, it sounds like we're these guys wanting to, you know, get highlights of their favorite teams, but how many customers do you now work with today? Uh, 128. 128. Okay, interesting. And how do you guys think about churn? Uh, we haven't really seen much at this point. Uh, I think we've lost two customers uh, in the last two years that I've been with. So we, we don't see it because once it becomes part of their program, it's really hard to remove. Uh, it's a workflow tool, right? So they get used to their distribution being automated. Uh, primarily, you know, like the, the SIDs on a college campus will be able to, you know, get their highlights out to their Twitter feeds and out to their social media. Uh, whereas before they'd have to call the truck and try to get a cut and, and that's painful. And so other people, like you said, would get a, 
you know, a feed off the web somewhere, or they would, uh, you know, have somebody in the stadium that would take a picture and that would go out to social and the schools wouldn't wind up owning the conversation around their games. Uh, And so that was a big deal. Uh, It also gives them a a tremendous amount of ad space, right? New ad inventory that they could sell to their sponsors because, you know, all that content's going out to their social. Do you have ad spend flowing through your platform today? Correct. We do. How how much? Like annually? Uh, That's that's up to the schools. I'm not going to go into that, but each individual school is a little bit different. I mean, do you take a cut of the ad spend that goes through your platform? Nope. Oh, I see. Why not? Uh, because we're just not there yet, right? Like once it becomes programmatic and we have enough wide enough footprint oh, that we can offer that, then we would. Got it. It's not code. It's okay. Got it. If it's not programmatic, it's difficult. Um, okay. Got it. So 128 customers, if they all look like George Mason, 300 hours per year, that's $12,000 contract values. I mean, I can multiply that into an ARPU. You guys are doing about 128,000 bucks a month right now in revenue. Uh, we're doing well. Is that math? Is that math? Would that math not work for any reason? Uh, well, yeah, the, it varies by customer, right? And everybody's doing 300 games, right? So it's it's in that ballpark. We're doing somewhere around there. Okay, can we just maybe quantify and say north of 100,000 bucks a month? Sure. Do you guys care about valuation right now, specifically your valuation? Do you think you might raise soon or sell a portion of the company? There is no other tool on the internet that you can use to get a better and higher valuation than FounderPath's new valuation tool. We have over 253 deals that went down over the past 30 days, all the revenue numbers, all the valuations, and the multiplier. That way you can go filter the data, find companies that are your same size, what they sold or raised for or at, and then use those as comparables in your decks to argue and debate and get a higher valuation and less dilution, which is the name of the game, less dilution. Check it out today at founderpath.com forward slash products. That's plural forward slash valuations. Again, both plural founderpath.com forward slash products forward slash valuations. What do you think you'll break next year? Uh, I think we project a 3.1 million uh, for 2022. And what do you have uh, to do to get there? Our- Say again. What do you have to do to get there? Is it expanding current customer contracts or brand new ones? No. So we most of our customers are renewing. So we continue to expand into that space. We're also moving into. We've done a lot of work over the last twelve months on the esports side. So we're we're seeing a lot of of growth on that side. Uh, we just signed a deal with a company called Challenger Mode, which is a, a major platform out of Europe that has two and a half million uh, users and runs about fifteen thousand uh, tournaments per month. Uh, so we'll be kind of getting all those contents and packaging it up like ESPN style highlight reels and stuff like that. So we'll see a lot of growth out of the esports space and the sports will continue to grow. You know, this year it's a little bit tough just because everybody's recovering from the loss of dollars from COVID. Uh, you know, so you don't see the same growth that you would, but I think next year that'll bounce back. I want to go more to that in a second related to NFTs, but first finish the revenue story for me. So if you're above hundred K and MR today, where were you about a year ago? So we can calculate growth rate. Uh, almost zero because our customers were shut down because of COVID, right? Okay, but you couldn't so have we had zero doing... revenue. You had, couldn't have zero revenue, and then at the same time, be doing a seed round at valuing it four million when you just churned your whole customer base. So you didn't actually you didn't go all the way down to zero. Well, yeah, we because all sports cut down, right? So they were stopped. So we you did no revenue. You did no revenue last year. Yeah, well, fall of twenty twenty through you know because they weren't playing sports, so we weren't signing any deals. You didn't have any spring sports in 2020. Mm-hmm. So how no, did you go raise a one? How did you go raise a 1.8 million seed when you just your whole customer base just churned? You went down to zero revenue. Uh, we have good investors that understood that this was a, 
a, a small thing, right? It was a blip because we were already running prior to the pandemic and the pandemic just shut it down. What were you pre-pandemic in 20, I guess, in 18, 19? 17, 18,000, I think they were doing. Oh, interesting. Okay, got it. Got it, got it, got it. Okay, so fair to say that most of the growth has been over the past like six months, seven months. Correct. Basically zero to 100,000 bucks in MRR fairly quickly. That's fast growth. Mm-hmm. You just, just need to change your start date and just say start date was January 2021. <laughs> That'd be nice, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, I can't do that, unfortunately. Okay, cool. Got it. That makes sense. Um, that's still compelling. I, I, I have never... I mean, yeah, you do have great investors. Who led that 1.8? Uh, Stadia Ventures, which is a, a big sports tech and uh, esports uh, fund and accelerator. Interesting. Why are you doing this? I mean, it looks like you have a, a ton of history here. I mean, I would have quit. If this thing goes to zero, I would have said, see, ya, I'm going to go work at a bigger firm where their equity is more valuable. <laughs> uh, you know, it's, I, I love this. You know, I'm a big gamer. Uh, I've, I've played sports all the way through college, you know, so I just love the space. And, and a friend of mine is one of the, the big investors and uh, sits on the board and gave me a call and said, hey, I need some help with this. Would you, uh, would you mind doing it? And, uh, you know, just decided to do it. Right. How much do this original co-founder still own the business? Uh, I think they're still like 40%. Oh, okay. Okay. Fair. And I, I assume your, your friend gave you what, 10, 20% to incentivize you? Uh, I've been incentivized properly. How do you incentivize a CEO coming in to run sort of a, basically a turn on operation though? Yeah, it's, I mean, I, it's, it's all tied up in the, in the company itself, right? So I don't, I don't take a salary. I'm, I'm here to, uh, to exit the company and do a good job with it and sell it. And, you know, hopefully everything works out. Mm-hmm. Interesting. All right. Uh, but let's wrap up here with the famous five, Daniel. Actually, before we do that real quick, flesh out the, the team. How many total people? Uh, we have 11. 11. How many engineers? Uh, six. And touch on NFTs for a second. That, that to me is like where this gets extremely interesting, right? Everyone's creating these NFTs. Now, you don't actually own the content, but you could charge every team like a gas fee effectively on auto-generating these NFTs for these live reels. Are you looking at that? Yeah, we've looked at it. You know, when... when uh... When all the stuff hit with Top Shots and all of that earlier this year, and, and Dapper raised the three hundred and fifty million or whatever they did, obviously our phone kind of lit up because we can do these things in real time, right? Being able to craft these things in real time, we've kind of taken a hands off stance right now because I'm not really sure where this is going to land long term. Uh, some of it's kind of scammy, right? And and kind of interesting uh, to see the space. I want to see where it kind of lands, and then we'll go. But we've done we've dabbled with some of it on the esports side because. That's the other thing being able to pull out those real time graphics and and have them minted right then and there is is interesting on the esports side. All right, Daniel, yeah. let's wrap up with the famous five. Number one favorite book: uh, Thinking Fast and Slow by Daniel Kahneman. Number two: Is there a CEO you're following or studying? Uh, Elon Musk. And number three: What's your favorite online tool for building really? Oh, Envision. Number four: How many hours of sleep do you get every night? Uh, seven. Seven and situation married single kids, uh, married uh, five kids. Holy cow, you're busy. How how old are you? Uh, forty nine. Forty nine. Last question. Something you wish you knew when you were twenty. Uh, to invest sooner. <laughs> Is there, there you have it. Really. AI. He joined the business to help his friend who wanted to turn the thing around. They were doing eighteen thousand bucks a month in revenue pre COVID. Went to nothing during COVID. Raised a one point eight million dollar seed round at a four million cap to sort of restart the business, hold it through COVID. Now things have kicked off nicely. Basically zero to one hundred ten thousand bucks in MRR in the past. Call it you know twelve months. They're now raising a three point five million. Call it seed Series A ish at a twelve million valuation. We'll see if Daniel can get it done again. It makes it easy for you to see and get and uh, for teams to manage the clips real time as action happens. Daniel, thanks for taking us to the top. Thank you. It's great to be here.